0: Every song's saying something, and so we're looking for songs that say something specific and I think a a lot of good, popular songs are are they're songs you want to sing, otherwise they wouldn't be so popular, right, but they're not necessarily songs that you should sing, like I'm thinking, oh, I gotta sing these words because this fits so perfectly with with
1: what we want to sing right here. Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Welcome to the Soundless Doctrine Podcast. My name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. And we have Devin Coughlin here with us.
0: Great to be here. It's good to have you here because we are going to talk today about. Probably the question we get asked most frequently. Yes. With a drum roll. (laughs) Thank you very much. And here's how it was phrased. Here's how one person phrases it. Mr. Coughlin, that's That's me, not you, Deb, mentioned that there would be a future episode on singing songs from sources we don't agree with theologically.
1: Mm.
0: That's the question. This is it. This, this is, is the it. future episode. You've made it. And uh, season 6. It's pretty exciting. So Dev, I'm going to turn it over to you because I've done a couple blog posts on this uh, uh, on worshipmatters.com. Mm-hmm. www. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've pretty much said everything I could say about this yeah. and I would love to what And it would you still like? Ha- to add? And it still hasn't answered the question. <laughs> Apparently not, good. which I, is the
2: perfect segue into I, what I would want to say. Yes, in Listen, response to that question, I did so, my best. I right. heard someone say once, and it wasn't you, someone else, that there are. <laughs> just to clarify, that there are no good answers to bad questions, and mm. I think one of the challenges with this topic, because it's a topic that comes up again and again, yes. is it's not the right question to start with, mm. um, and because the, the the premise is uh is is one of like can we sing these songs and i think our disposition should Mm. be more should we sing these songs right um so not can i sing songs from questionable sources it's should i sing songs from questionable sources and even even more fundamentally than that what songs should we be singing yes yeah i think for and i'm speaking i'm speaking primarily to people who are choosing songs or responsible for leading leading uh gathered worship um I think we need to start when it comes to songs and what songs we sing, we need to start by recognizing that that we're limited in the number of songs that we can sing.
0: This is a big point. And
2: yes. I think oftentimes Absolutely. uh we do have this this mindset that it's like we can sing any song. And uh, so, I mean, and, and there's also this idea that we should be current in the songs that we're singing. Yes.
0: And we have access to
2: more songs than any time in history. All right. Instant access. Ridiculously so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, let's all use I mean, my congregation. Um, each Sunday we sing about, uh, normally on average, I would say five songs, maybe six, but five songs often. And so 52 Sundays in a year, that's 260 songs or so that we're singing in mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we repeat a lot of songs, Yeah. and there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, but I would say for most churches, they re- they repeat yeah. songs. Mm-hmm. I, this is this is completely uh, anecdotal and unscientific, but I would venture to guess that Worth most mentioning. churches probably sing somewhere between eighty and a hundred and forty songs in a given year. Yeah, different unique songs. As a congregation, we're on the lower end of that spectrum, and that's intentional on my part. And I'll just explain why briefly uh i see the songs that we sing as an opportunity to um help the word of christ dwell in us richly mm-hmm. as colossians three sixteen says and so i want to be really intentional about what songs are dwelling in people richly yes i also want to uh i, I recognize i think that the power of truth married to melody and the reality is that this this truth is going to be because of its it being married melodically married to a melody it's going to go with people out from mm-hmm. from our time of corporate worship yes. far more than any sermon right. i ever preach will right mm-hmm. um and so Which it's is going always to be... a
0: depressing thought for preachers
2: <laughs> <laughs> well i get to just remind them again next week but it's going to be resonating in their hearts and yeah. so i want the songs that we sing i want them to know and know well yeah. Um and so I'm I would say I'm I'm very on the on the very selective end of mm-hmm. what songs we sing uh because there's a lot of good songs out there but I don't want to just sing good songs I want to yes. sing great songs yes. and, and songs that are really going to serve our congregation um and so we do we repeat songs often uh there are many songs that we'll sing um, we we, prob- we have several songs that we'll sing 10 times in a year, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's intentional on my part because I want people to know these songs. I want these songs to become a part of them because they, they shape how we think about God and how we mm-hmm. think about God in relation to our lives and the world around us.
0: Yeah, Devin, you mentioned Absolutely. you want to sing great songs. Can we bring a little definition to, you know, we're all making choices. I mean, anyone who leads in the church, are making choices about songs. And like you said, there are a lot of good songs, but what makes, what makes a song a great song? And why, why would you choose it to, because we want this to be practical. Yeah. Why would you choose to do this on a particular Sunday?
2: So I, I think for starters, you're, uh, the way you've talked about this, or I've heard you talk about it, I think is really helpful. Uh, so first, is this a song uh, that we can sing? Mm. Uh, so, is, so is it, is it singable? Um, and so there could be a and and there are are several hymns that would fall in this category there are songs that contain wonderful truth, compelling truth but might be married to a melody that's very difficult to sing Mm -hmm. or might be in a uh, for my congregation in a vernacular that's just less accessible and and less understandable Mm -hmm. and so can we sing them? Mm. um so that's one, one category, so, so and, let me, I, and with all of these, there's, there's a particularity to it. So my congregation is going to be different from your yeah, congregation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, context. And that's going to be different from a congregation in another part of the United States or another part of the world. Yes.
0: So I was going to say, the more multi-generational your church is, the more you need to be aware of. It's not trying to please every age bracket, mm-hmm. it's trying to do songs that everybody can sing yeah. together.
2: Uh, which yeah yeah and and we I have a very multi general generational congregation mm-hmm. and so I am very aware of the the uh, I think melodic range of songs and the melodic simplicity of yeah. songs accessibility of songs yeah. so mm-hmm. can we sing them should we sing them. And so, does this... Or, oh, if I may... Yeah, you can. Because these are your categories. Do we, yeah, do we want to sing them? <laughs> I hadn't gotten there yet. That was oh, you want to do the third one? Yeah.
0: Go ahead. You're doing great. <laughs> hey, you
2: do it the way you're doing it. <laughs> great. Should we sing them? Uh, and so, uh, does this contain... The the truth that's communicated in this song, is it biblical? Mm. Um, and uh, is it is it true? And does it articulate... I think a category that's helpful is just does' it articulate something that I like we're not already singing in another song, yeah or in a yeah, way that yeah. we're not articulating in another song mm. um, in a previous episode we we had talked about uh light and and how this biblical worldview, seeing seeing the world through biblical eyes means that we think about symbols and metaphors and I mean that's how the Bible's always talking, and so there's a lot of language that we can yeah. use to describe god and how he relates to us and how He mm-hmm. relates to our world and so songs can do that and they can help us have a have a um broader view a bigger view of who god is in his glory and and mm. who he is to us in his grace and in his mercy and so does this song articulate mm. something of that in a unique way um so should we sing them and then last is do we want to sing them <laughs> uh and so does this melody just stink yeah <laughs> or is it compelling is is mm. the um, melodic marriage to truth—is it compelling to us? Does it stir our hearts? Yeah. Uh, it should have an emotional effect. Um, I love. I mean, it's so helpful. I think Calvin's writing on—he uh, did this in his intro to his uh, psalter, but how he talked about the how we should think carefully about the power of melody mm. married to truth. Yes, uh, because just as uh, he talks about just as wine washes food down to the pit of our stomach, huh. so melody can wash tr- wash uh, <laughs> ideas, good mm. or evil, into the pit of our souls. Um, wow! And so we we should think very carefully mm. about uh, the emotional effect that the truth we proclaim has, uh, and we want to make sure it's true. Yes. Um, so that's what I think about great songs those are the things i'm thinking about i'm always looking at uh again i think the particular nature of our church and so what's going on in life of our church uh not long ago uh our our lead pastor died Mm. uh shockingly of a heart attack and that really uh sets the tone for a congregation (laughs) as they gather for corporate worship Mm. and so i want songs that are either speaking to circumstance mm-hmm. uh, in, in a God-centered way or helping us articulate where we're at yes. um, recently uh, City Light uh, had had released a song uh, I think Psalm 42 I'll praise I will praise you yet praise you again um, why my soul are you downcast mm-hmm. why are you it's a very simple song yeah. a very simple melody in a different season in the life of our church I wouldn't think, oh, we should do that song, mm. but in the season that our our church was in, yes, yeah. it was this in a wonderfully simple way articulates where mm. we are, mm. and and what we should be expressing in these moments, um, and so that's I mean, so you're always you you want to have your pulse on the congregation, yes, and what's going on, and uh, and sing songs that are going to serve glorify God and serve those people in that time. So when w- when you. I when I think about do I sing songs from questionable sources or how should I think about it? It's not even a question for me that I'm Mm. ever really Mm. asking Mm. because it actually doesn't fit into that framework as far as what song should we be singing at Mm. all. Um, so that doesn't mean that we shouldn't ever consider it, but I think it has to be considered after all those other things. Yes, And so then there's very little, I mean, for me, (laughs) I'm, I'm thinking, uh, there There's v- maybe one or two songs in a year for me that I might think you know that song from that questionable source in my opinion that might work really well here, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. we should sing that yeah uh, and mm-hmm. that actually happened recently it was a there was a song from a let's i mean questionable source more or less theologically and yeah theologically, yep. and mm-hmm. uh but it was it just it. Fit well, mm-hmm. and our church had sung it before, um, and I knew it would it would serve people mm. and mm. Uh, and serve the word that was just preached, and so mm. we sang it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's once in the last three years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I mean that's we've sung a lot of songs, um, but we want we just want to sing great songs. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's I, how I think about that question. That's I think it's
0: really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I'd add is you, you mentioned the your particularity of your church and And what's happening, also the particularity of the gathering, mm-hmm. like that yep. particular meeting we're We're hopefully not picking songs just to pick great songs, songs that feel good mm-hmm. every song's saying something, and so we're looking for songs that say something specific, and I think a a lot of good, popular songs are are they're songs you want to sing, otherwise they wouldn't be so popular right but they're not necessarily songs that you should sing like I'm thinking oh I got to sing these words because this fits so perfectly with with what we want to sing right here i mean david and i plan sunday with two other guys um every week and we're not thinking hey what's a what's a song that you know, is really popular right now we're thinking what does this song need to say right here and that's yeah. where it 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 tends to weed out a lot of songs because yeah. those songs aren't necessarily saying specifically what what you want to say.
1: Yeah, well, and Dev, you made a point of just, you don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of options when you realize how often you're repeating songs. Mm. And to encourage leaders that are listening to this podcast, if... If it's just a new song constantly, or just it's not a collection of songs that you're choosing from, people will always be guessing, is this a song I've heard? I don't know this song. I'm not aware of this. I don't know. (laughs) Week by week. When you create that repetition, I think, like you said, it allows the Word to dwell richly. I can, because I've heard this and it's become a part of my life in the culture of this church, it's so enriching. To be singing those same songs over yeah, and over mm, and over yeah. again, mm, mm. Uh, you don't think, you don't know that's happening, but it's happening over time. Yeah. And so, to encourage worship leaders, try to pare that down because over time it will be easier for your people.
2: Yes. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. Um, I had mentioned uh, our lead pastor dying recently. Um, the the songs that we sang after his death, it was remarkable. The the weight that was behind the words that we were singing oh. in the congregation. Mm. Um, and just, I mean, especially that first Sunday, just everyone is is hanging on every word mm-hmm. and feeling deeply every mm. word. i uh, never experienced anything like that. Because he
0: died on a Saturday. He died on a
2: Saturday afternoon. We gathered together on a Sunday morning. And mm. uh, what was a real gift in that moment is that we had songs to sing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it was because it, it, we have this functional category for the songs that we sing that are, we want to sing songs that help us to suffer well and die yep. well. Yep. Yep. Um, because we're all going to face suffering yeah. and we're all going to die. And so that's like, I want the songs to do that. Mm-hmm. The reality is those songs that confront us with the reality of death. Right. Are those songs like that are on the radio? Yeah. Right. Not normally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um they're not the ones that are popular. that are to rise into the top of the charts or whatever mm-hmm. because they talk about things that are hard for us to talk about mm-hmm. they're they talk about things that our culture wants to ignore and yeah. kind of suppress uh but because we have this diet of i think songs that help us to have hope in the midst of suffering and death, we had songs to sing mm, and so, so it was i mean it was this truth that was coming to people's minds and informing people's hearts uh and, and it becomes a part of us when we face really challenging circumstances. Yeah. Um yes. and it's because we've we've thought about no we like we want these songs to be a part of us mm. uh because we want this truth to be a part of us. Um that's that's just such a gift mm-hmm. such a gift to experience. Mm-hmm. Well it
0: is that's the way God designed songs to work. Yeah. They're to to enable the gospel, the word of Christ to dwell in us richly so that it affects our perspective. Yeah. It 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 forms our theology. It shapes our theology. Yes. It reinforces what, biblical theology. And singing does that in a way that just hearing doesn't. It's a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It helps us feel the truth because that's what music is. It's emotional language. And it's such a gift that the Lord would Amen. give us that. Um, yes. But if we're not Thinking about that closely about what we're singing, it that's not going to happen. People are going to be they're not going to have enough content to draw to latch onto, and it's going to be the music. It's gonna be the feel. yeah, and we're training people over time. so if if we're just doing songs that are popular and songs that you know we're not really concerned about theology that specifically, um, over time, people are going to Believe that it just really doesn 't matter how precise our songs are or how clear yeah. our songs are, or, you know they feel good we, and they 're about Jesus, and you know this is great, we can do it together and th- th- I heard a guy say one time, you know, saying that you don 't want to sing heresy is a low bar for your songs. <laughs> Um we we really want to teach theology with mm-hmm. our songs. Yeah. And we've talked on the podcast about the difference between a song that's theologically aware and a song that's theologically driven. Mm-hmm. A song that's theologically aware will use Bible verses, we'll use Bible concepts, we'll use Bible phrases, um, but not necessarily be driven by a by a theology, um, which is what we want to do. We want our songs to take such root in people's hearts that they reinforce what we're being taught. Yeah. Uh, what Scripture actually says, and so it's perspectives, it's pr- its proportionalities, it's it's what are we excited about, what are we not excited about, a, a, about, and why? Mm-hmm. That's what that's what good songs do. They tell us why. They don't just give us expression, you know, of of joy or celebration or um, whatever. Uh, they tell us why, and that's. That's the doctrinal fuel for your emotional fire. That yep. you're putting them together so that you're actually teaching theology. You're reinforcing theology as we sing, and there are a lot of good songs that I really like, that I don't. I wouldn't lead mm. because there's either vague lines or because they're.
2: I'm um, trying to think. Of, they don't say enough. Mm-hmm. You know, or we have other songs that say the same thing, but in a more clear that's compelling
1: what I mean, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah that can even way. and that
1: can even yeah. happen between two great songs,
2: yeah absolutely. you can, you
1: can take two great songs yeah. that don't have any questionable sources, and you can say, this actually says this clearer
2: yeah <laughs> and or, and there's also I think that again the particularity of the congregation. Um, it, it's, it's, so for me to say we sing 90 songs in a year, doesn't mean there are only 90 great songs that are out right. there. Right? Yeah, right. There are a lot more than that. Yes. But I can't sing them all. Yeah. And so there are times where I'll choose to sing a song that we've sung before instead mm. of that new song that says a similar thing, uh, because you know, that's, that's a part of us. Yeah. And so we're going to yeah. sing that song yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and if the Lord wants to sing that song at another time, yes, <laughs> I'm sure that opportunity will come up. I think that, that also speaks to, uh. I think how we can, I know we've received a question before about like, how how do you keep up with all that's coming out? Because there are so many songs that come out. Yeah. Um, And my approach is more, you know what? I'll find out about it when I should find That's out right. about it. That's right. Um, you're not missing
0: it, the spirit if you're not doing that song within one week of the time it comes out. And
2: if a song yeah comes it's my good. way, great. Uh, and, and and it's a good song, great. Um, there was a, I was telling my uh, congregation this the other day. So my good friend Matt Boswell, uh, we were um, out of town together, and hey, uh, he's our good friend yeah, too. our he's good friend Matt you know. Boswell, yeah. and uh, he was he sat down at a piano and he was playing this song. This is several years ago now playing the song and he's like tell me what you think about this and so he starts playing this song praise the lord his mercy is more and he plays it through and he he was like what do you think i said i'm gonna do that this sunday he was (laughs) like really he was like i haven't done it yet I was like, no, I'm doing it this Sunday. Can you send me like put together a chart, send it to me. So that Sunday we sang that song and he texted me afterwards. He's like, How'd it go? I was like, It was great. And so I told my I told my uh, team that leads the singing with me, I said, uh, yeah, we were the first church to ever do the song, I think. <laughs> and they're like, No way. It's like,
1: Yeah. But did you then, do the right melody on well, the verse? Well, I did my own melody. Oh, I, yes. so I'm, sure. I said
2: Matt this is how I sang it. And Boswell was like, Well, Matt Papa sings it this way. I was like, I don't I don't care. <laughs> we're gonna sing it this way. <laughs> the uh but in that instance it was like, no, this is this is a great song and like this will serve my church. Yeah. And let's yep. sing this song. Yeah. Yep. Um and that was just, I mean, the something the Lord orchestrated and yes. brought across my path in that death. moment. But I didn't have to go out and find it. Yeah. And then there are other songs that would be new to my congregation and I'll look at the copyright date and it was like two thousand and eight. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, wow. Like, where have I been? I have had my <laughs> head in the sand, but, but that's fine. It is. I, I was thinking of
0: Acts seventeen mm. twenty-one, where Luke describes the Athenians, and it says, now, all the Athenians and the foreigners who live there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. Mm. And that's, yeah. that can describe us when we're looking for songs. You yeah. know, it's not so much, is this really the best song for my church? Is this really the best song for my context? It's just, is it new? Right. We can have those itching ears. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we don't want to be like that. I, I think all this is kind of circling around the, what I think is the most important category for talking about singing songs from groups we don't agree with theologically. Um, and that would be edification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a it's a really important category when we gather in 1 Corinthians 14, when Paul talks about the church gathering, he uses some form of the word building up eight times. Hmm. He, he's just talking about how when we gather, we are meant to build up each other, edify one another. So that's our aim. So if you're doing a song that that's not building up your church, then you probably shouldn't do it. And Mm -hmm. that could include if half your church is being distracted by doing this song, or your senior Mm -hmm. pastor. Mm -hmm. That's happened in my my case sometimes, Uh, where you know it's just, um, yeah, that I can't sing that song without thinking about this. Okay, you might say to someone, well, you you know, you're you're only one of two people in the church who's thinking that, so you'll have to press through that. But if if a good portion of your church is, or the leaders of the church are, yeah, don't do it. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, sing songs where people can engage fully with the words without being distracted by, well, this is not a song. Now, sometimes mm-hmm. over time, a song can enter into the the you know common vocabulary of the church in such a way that it's it's not even you don't feel that association anymore. Association anymore. And it, it's the right song for a particular Sunday. I think you were saying something yep. like this. Yep. You think, this is a good song to do this Sunday. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. And that makes a statement. Again, it's pointing people to the fact that what this song says yes. is more important to us than the fact that it was connected by the, to this group or whatever, because it is exactly what we need to be saying right now. But we're not doing it because this group did it and we're not saying we'll never do that because this group did it there's just nuances to it that we would not want to have anybody think you know we're saying you can't do this you mustn't do this and there have been conversations about this topic where it's you know why we never do right yeah we just want to i think avoid being the uh, song police we do want to encourage biblically rooted thinking, we do want to encourage pastoral care, and we do want to encourage facing our limitations, which Mm is, I think you started with that just in talking about how many songs we can really do in a year. Let's seek to serve our churches well with the songs we're singing. Let's, Let's teach them to value content over brand name. Uh, you know, you have churches identified Absolutely. by the, the songs they sing. Well, we sort of sing songs by this group. This is this, this, this. yes. Let's let's teach them that we are not even even you know, groups that say, "Yeah, we only sing songs by Sovereign Grace or City of Light or the Gettys or whoever." It's just like, yeah, okay, great. I I know what you're trying to say by that, but don't think that way. Mm-hmm. Think think these other oh, it, ways. It
2: attaches what we sing to our identity. And as, yes. and as Christians, our identity is mm-hmm. only in Christ, Amen. it's not in anything else, Amen. it's not the kind of Amen. room we meet Amen. in, not the kind of lighting or sound we have, not the kind of songs we're singing, yes. yep. not what we wear, I mean, whatever, so our identity good. is not any of those things. Yes, It's in Jesus Christ. Yes. Yep. Uh, and this uh, this whole, as you were talking about edification, the priority of edification, I think we can talk, think about building up and edifying as something that, all right, like now we've got to do. But it's not something that we do. We do yes. it because it's something that God does. Amen. And so Amen. that's what God's about. I was thinking about Ephesians two, and mm. but we are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together mm. Mm. grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being yes. built together into a dwelling place for God by the spirit. Yes. This is God's work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. so he's the one building up. Yes. And so what we get to take part in is that building up and so that's yep. why edification matters so much because yes. god's doing it because it that's, it's god's work and Amen. we get to participate in that Amen. be a part of it what a gift that is yeah what a gift and if you're in a church
0: where you're concerned about the songs that are being sung we've been speaking
2: primarily to leaders okay can i say one more thing to song leaders or people yeah, choosing yeah, songs yeah. is just i would encourage you to think like a curator um so in in that uh, consider for centuries prior to the, the advent of, I don't know, projection, yeah. the projection screen, people used hymnals Yes, and those hymnals came out every 10 or 20 years in yeah. a given denomination or, or maybe even longer at times, those intervals. And you could only sing what was in that yeah. hymnal. Yeah. Um, and, and there was a, a selection process And once a song was selected for that hymnal, there's a lot of time that passes between the selection of that song Mm -hmm. and the actual implementation of that hymn. Think like that. Yeah. And it's okay if there is that selectivity that you give yourself to as you seek to curate the songs that you sing as a congregation. You may be listening to this and be thinking, oh, man, yeah, like we we should change the songs we sing. Yeah. Don't go out and change them all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the kind of thing where think, take, have the long view in mind. And it's, um, I mean, I would, I would encourage anyone who's at a local church to, to think like, this is where God's called me to for the long haul. And so build that way. Uh, and so over time introduce songs that are songs that we can and should and, and want to sing, uh, sing songs that are going to build up the body of Christ and, and make those a part of, of who you are and, help them be the 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 heartbeat of your church. Um, but it's going to take a long long time. Yeah, and yeah. that's yeah. okay. i would be okay. completely content with that.
1: Yeah, and dev when you're saying curating, I also think about like even having categories, songs that are maybe not brand new but uh, or are brand new but that you can put in categories like I want to These are great songs that I want to talk about the transcendence of God. Yeah, these are great songs or confession, and you know we've talked about that. Yeah, but but you're curating those and holding those places, and when a better song comes in, you can slot that in and move things around. But so that there's a steady diet uh, that people can have. That's
2: good, and there's something of God reflected in this where where we navigate a world that's just constantly changing yeah. and unsettling yeah. and, and disappointing. But we come to a God who doesn't change. He is a rock Amen. Uh, and he is faithful. And so there is a sense in which at, for our particular congregations, we get to convey something of that, even in how we choose the songs that we sing. Mm-hmm. And so we might sing a song that, wow, this church has been singing for 60 years or 20 years or whatever it is. And even though there's that song that came out last year that says similar things and maybe better and you want to do, we sing that old one because it's a reflection of the fact that, no, God has been building something here for the last 20 years or That's 60 cool. years. And well we get said. to we get to be a part of that story of what God is doing. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not just the actual songs that we sing, but it's what those songs have represented in our particular local congregations that I think we need to be aware of as well.
0: And you could extend that to what those songs mean in terms of the history of the church, which Mm -hmm. is why, you know, a couple weeks ago we sang, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Well, that's just testifying to the faithfulness of God. You know, 500 (laughs) years ago, Martin Luther was writing these words translated in English now, and we get to sing them. And just saying, oh, it reminds us, yeah, God is faithful. We're not yeah. the first people to think about this. So what I started to say was if if you do have problems with the songs that are being sung in your church on Sunday, we did another podcast, I think the previous season, um, what if I have problems with the songs we're yeah. singing on Sundays, Yeah, which I think would be helpful mm-hmm. uh, to that end. But and we haven't covered everything in this, but I think we've, we've gotten far enough into it. Um, <laughs> and we hope it's been helpful. Yeah. So... Absolutely. Are you going to close this out or do you want me to do that?
1: Sure. Uh, yeah. Devin, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah. Great thoughts, Dev. Uh, great thoughts. And uh, it was great to have you listening or watching, however, you uh, engage in this podcast. And we'll see you around.
0: Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.